Hi, hello, welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is August the 31st, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, it's been a good day. It's been fun, very interesting. I did some work and then um, I went with a friend to a a grocery store. Uh, Not just any grocery store though. The famous Jungle Gems. Um, I think maybe we can say world famous. I don't know. Probably probably that might be a stretch. I don't know. But it's a nice little grocery store, supermarket, if you will, international foods. So it was it it that's like kind of a stomping grounds for me since I've always kind of lived in this area. So it's it's nice in some regards to go in, but I will say it's so overwhelming these days. Uh, I've talked about this a little bit before on the podcast, but it's like they've done some some great renovations. It looks so great. There's a graders in there. There's so much stuff. Um, but definitely if you're going on the weekends, like, you know, peak Saturday time, ugh, it's just wall to wall, elbow to elbow. Um, so it's nice to go on a weekday, though. So that was neat. You're just actually able to just, uh, you know, walk around, see everything, do all that. So it was nice. It was a nice little time. And uh, work was good. So, yeah, I've been enjoying myself. And I got to watch some SpongeBob, which was nice. It was nice to watch the Bob. <laughs> so, yeah, we've had a good day. Nice little Thursday. Uh, let's see here. I don't really have anything to report on the food corner. I, I have Doritos in me. So, yeah, I need to eat. <laughs> we'll get to that at some point. Uh, let's see here. We're burning some late oil here. Um, but speaking of boiling. I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to get into some news. How about that? How you like that? How'd that sound? Ooh-wee. Technical difficulties. No, we're okay. Um, from the BBC News, Johannesburg fire wake-up call. President Ramposa says a deadly fire in Johannesburg, in Johannesburg's inner city, was a wake-up call for South Africa, says President Cyril Ramaphosa. Now, before we get into this, I kind of just want to have a little chuckle, a little aside between me and maybe some of the long-term listeners. Um, man, President Cyril Ramaphosa, (laughs) I remember covering him and I was just, I felt very green on the subject and not to say that I'm like an expert now on South African politics and things and happenings. Of course not. I'm not an expert on any of this shit. I'm still the fucking same idiot. But I I remember being like, well, I don't want to talk bad about this guy. I don't know if he's even a bad guy. Like maybe it is the system against him. Maybe he's not so corrupt. Woo. Like, I mean... He fucked with Nelson Mandela. And it's like, okay, and? Like, that doesn't mean that you can um, still do corrupt shit. Like, you know, have a bunch of money, international money, that you're, like, hiding away. Uh, oh, no, it's for, it's just for, for myself. I'm like, selling some farm shit. That's what I'm doing. Um, no, we're, we're back on uh, South African shit. Um, sadly, this is uh, not... I, I really wish it was corruption, actually, because... I, I will take corruption over death any day. I would much rather cor- cover a corruption scam, a heist, whatever. So seeing something like this is really sad, really tragic. But we got to talk about it. 
Uh, 74 people were killed, including 12 children, after a blaze in a five-story building, which is being occupied by homeless people. More than 50 people were injured. Earlier in the city, earlier, the city of Johannesburg confirmed it owned the building, but said cartels had taken it over. Officials say the cause of death, uh, the cause of the deadly fire is unclear. Now, that's already a weird situation, right? But essentially, for the homeless people, they have nowhere to go. And there's literally these whole buildings that are now derelict. The, the, the state owns them, but they're not keeping up with him, with the buildings. So they're, they're just there. You know, you're not supposed to be in them. You're not supposed to inhabit them. But essentially, you know, gangs, cartels, they take over the area and then allow people to move into them. Um, I imagine for like, a, you know, like a small amount of rent or whatever. And people just squat and live in there. But there's a lot of debris, there's a lot of just shit in there, and not to mention violations galore in terms of just like fire hazards, safety hazards in these buildings. So um, for me, the onus is on, you know, is on the state. It's on, like, you guys are in charge here. You're the government. So you you see this problem. It is a known problem because now that this shit has hit the fan, they're about facing and they're like, oh, look, we're going to be on it, okay? We're going to get these people out of here. We're going to make thing, make sure things are good. But then they're also saying that we're, we're and I mean, to some extent, I, I respect this. They're like, hey, we're not going to go in violent. We're not going to go in hard. But um, we're going to try, you know, a very sensitive, you know, tactical approach. So, I mean, hopefully that works and that's effective. But at the same time, it also almost feels like you're just walking away from it already to me. I don't know. Um, that's kind of why I wanted to start off just talking about Cyril Ramaphosa because this is corruption. I, I feel like problems like this happen because of corruption. You know what I mean? You have these natural disasters. They're inevitable, sure, but they are compounded. They are made worse by oversight, by error, by people who are more concerned about making some fucking money than taking care of the people they're supposed to be governing and taking care of. So it's very sad. It's a very unfortunate story to start off with. Uh, let's see here. Uh, that's all I really wanted to cover here. Let's move along. I got to say, too, this is more or less just an Africa bundle for today. I figured I, I just had a, some more remaining news. And also, I figured out it's Gabon. So I should have stuck to my gut. I should have trusted myself. Come on. I'm still doing it. I don't care. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, the next article is from Reuters. Nigerian police raid alleged gay wedding arrest 67 people. Let's see here. Um, Nigerian police raided an alleged gay wedding, which is illegal in the country. In the southern city of Wari in the Delta State. Oh, excuse me. And arrested 67 people, authorities said in a statement, following a tip off from a person who knew of the event. Uh, let's see. They were interrogating a male cross dresser on August 27th who was dressed as a female. I, I gotta say, I do not love Reuters when they, they hit these kind of verbiage, I don't know, but whatever, we're just going to, we're going to get through it. Um, but the statement didn't say when the raid took place. So essentially this is a whole ceremony, you know, people were, you know, were done up to the nines, you know, they, they, they were being themselves. They were just doing their thing. They were having a good time. And, um, there was this raid and, um, 
I mean, essentially, I, I, uh, the initial report was 200, and then it looks like uh, who wound up being, you know, finally detained was like 67 people. Uh, let's see. The policeman chased and arrested a total number of 67 suspects for allegedly conducting and attending a same-sex wedding ceremony. And, and then also investigations revealed that a drunk guest who was arrested during the raid was allegedly raped by a suspect who is now at large, he says. He said. Efforts were underway to arrest others who fled the scene. Um, so yeah, I mean, if there's a rape here that took place, um, obviously that's fucked up. That's very unfortunate. Um, if that is the whole last reason for you having this thing and apprehending people to figure that out, then okay, I'm fine to talk about that. And that makes total sense, but that's not what this is. At the end of the day, this was a raid because you did not like these people's lifestyle and this is just more or less your law and you're going to enforce it. Um, I even read a quote where it was just like, how do you expect our Nigerian police to keep their hands folded while you see these acts on the streets? And it's like, what acts? Like people just holding hands, kissing, like, and because they're the same sex as a problem and you got a head bust now? Like, that's crazy to me. Uh, it's very sad. It's very unfortunate that it's come to this. Uh, that being said, I don't want to play down or take away the note from, you know, the alleged rape. But I don't have any other, like, any other references, any other, like, evidence here. So I'm just going off of that one sentence, and that's all I have. And they're going after this guy. And, you know, if there's anything else that trickles down from that and the story, I'll be sure to talk about it. But um, this is still fucked up to me. It's sad to me that this is happening in, in just pockets of Africa and that this is, like, a prevailing thought and theory um you know the people are like supportive of this if, if the, you know if this kind of lines up with your religious views and things like that you're like hey no that's fine go off they're, they're bad you should be um you know locking them up like no i think that's very fucked up i, I think that's a big problem um but hey uh but let me let, I, i'm only halfway through it this now we gotta go we gotta go deeper um from cnn two ugandan men may face death penalty after aggravated homosexuality charge Two men in Uganda are facing separate charges of aggravated homosexuality, an offense punishable by death under the country's controversial new anti-gay laws. A 20-year-old man in the district of Soroti and in eastern Uganda was charged on August 18th after he allegedly performed unlawful sexual intercourse with one man aged 41 with a disability. Um, now, this disability part... Once again, the devil's in the details here. Like, what kind of disability are we talking about? If it's like a mental thing, well, okay, then consent is an issue here. I, I understand why you need to, like, have this in court and talk about this. Not on the gay part, but because, of like, oh, if you're potentially, like, manipulating, taking advantage of someone. If it's a physical disability and this is a consenting adult, then there is no problem here. This is only because of the fact that they are gay. You do not like their lifestyle, so now they potentially have to go to jail for life. And because of the disability thing, I believe, and I might be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure the mo the multiplier here is if they catch you in this like aggravated homosexuality thing, the default can be up to life. But if if there is a disability or if like HIV AIDS is involved, it modifies it to be like, oh, we can potentially get you for the capital offense. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. So... 
that's why that's very important to denote that like oh there's a disability involved here um and, and now this person can potentially like die so you know what i mean but or at, you know be stuck in jail for the rest of their life um so yeah I, I mean that's something that's obviously very bothersome to me it's very upsetting it's very sad um what else do i want to add here uh, i mean there's more just some of the stuff we've already talked about in previous episodes about yari Museveni. Um, you know, how he's kind of been arcing this up for a long time. He didn't really want to fully pull the trigger because he didn't want to get any kind of condemnation, but yet he's had so much support literally in, in, you know, in Uganda, you know, his government supports him. There's people who support this. So I think he just felt fine to do it despite any kind of sanctions or any kind of actions against it. Um, and, and now here we are, you're, you're seeing the shit potentially unfold, um, so I, you know, I will try to keep, you know, you posted to keep you abreast of this information. Um, I should also read the other person. I'm sorry. The man arrested in Soroti is the second person charged. Um, both men are under remand and will, re and will appear in court in September. Also too, I mean, just with the, uh, amount of delays that can take place too, you can just wind up being indefinitely in jail for just like such a long time. That's another thing about this that's really fucked up. Um, so yeah, I mean, these are things that are, you know, definitely very bothersome. They're very upsetting to me. Uh, I, I, I do try though to say, Hey, I don't want to come on, you know, to another country's toes and step on them. You know what I mean? Like that's not my aim, but at the same time, I do feel like these are civil rights, like, injustices. These are, you are taking away the rights of human beings and saying, you have to live this way or you have to go to jail. Uh, I think that's problematic. You know what I mean? I, I do. Just because it upsets your, like, religious sensibilities, more or less. Like, get the fuck out of here. Um, but yeah. So yeah, we're doing that coverage. Now, we have one more thing. And it, it, this is a palate cleanser. No one dies. No one's going to die. Um, in fact, people let off with warnings. So there we go. Also, there's a Skyline ad and I'm very hungry. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> oh, the things I would do to a five-way right now. You would have to put me in jail for that. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, let me hit this. Let me take my break and then, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll finish this. Ooh. Oh, okay. From the Guardian. U.S. driver pulled over with huge African bull riding shotgun in, in car. So this isn't, you know, we're, we're in the States now. We're in the U.S. of A. But uh, we are talking about the Watutsi bull. Um, let's see. Police in Norfolk, Nebraska, responding to calls of a man driving with a cow in his car were stunned to discover a local man with a huge Watutsi bull riding shotgun in his vehicle. The officers received a call referencing a car driving into town that had a cow in it. They thought it was going to be a calf, something small or something that would actually fit inside the vehicle. Now, 
Like, this is literally just a normal little four-door. It's got... It's been modified. Literally, the windshield has been, like, sawed in half. It has been, like, turned into, a, like, almost like a convertible so that the bull can sit in the back. And there is, like, a uh, like a, guy, a guardrail kind of cage situation on the side door. Um, it's very interesting. It, there is literally a Watutsi bull just just chilling. And and my thing is, this man, this man's got a set on him. Because you know this is a vibe for him. This is a whole aesthetic. He's got the bull horns on the top, like on the like like the head what do they call it? Uh spoiler not spoiler. The head cap or something. Like, you know, where like the Jaguar would sit on a Jaguar or the Mercedes Benz logo. That motherfucker's just sitting there with their horns. Got the fucking hook'em horns on this motherfucker. And this this bull is chilling. I don't know how he's gotten this bull to be so docile, but literally there is no real protection for for this man or this bull. This bull could freak out, get uncomfortable, just crash the windshield in everything. So I'm glad that the police uh, you know, got on this. Um I don't know here. I'm not saying that I want the police to do more. Uh, it's always nice when you get a warning, when you know you should uh, not be getting away with it. But, um, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's intense. It's, it is a vibe, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, like, if I saw that, that, that would turn my head for sure. It, it, it's it's i employ you I, I have it in the thumbnail but i feel like my thumbnail doesn't give it justice i would definitely look at because i mean my my guy had this down the street he's rolling down the highway i feel like with this shit so so yeah i mean oh and let me not forget before i let you go but let me put some respect on my watutsi bull's name howdy duty so howdy duty i hope you're having a good week keep it breezy that's all i got uh let's see here if you'd like to support the effort, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Isaiah News. Um, you become a Patreon. Uh, tomorrow should be roll call. So, you know, I shout you out. I say your name on the, say your name on the podcast. Hopefully I don't fuck it up. Denver, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Denver McIntosh. That's free. That's on the house. I'm going to do that tomorrow again, okay? And there's more. <laughs> but you could be as well. You could be a newsie. Um, it, it really helps out the effort. You know, it, you're supporting the podcast. You're supporting me. Um, you know that, and that's that's wholesome. That's sweet, right? Um, free ways though to hit me up: news one at gmail.com. And let's see here. Uh, find me on all the socials if you'd like to interact with me or the podcast. It's a thing. And uh, hopefully you're subscribed to the YouTube. It really means a lot. I'm trying to get those numbers up, 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 and uh, thumbs up, up, up stars all the way all of them please comments are great um interacting is just awesome i i can't thank you enough for just making it all the way here you're you're a star thank you so much hopefully i see you soon for some more good news i love you bye bye